Hi, my name's Paul Eggleston. I'm here at the School of Creative Industries here at the University of Newcastle, and I'm joined uh, this evening for a bit of a COVID special edition uh, by Luke Keller, who runs uh, a company called Head Jam here in our fabulous city. Luke, tell us a little bit about hey, you and about the company and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, well, Head Jam, we're, um, we're a multidiscipline creative agency. We've got um, 12 full-time team members here, so we work across a myriad of different mediums, but um, mainly work in health, education, community and arts. So a lot of social based marketing as opposed to selling products. Okay, so um, inevitably the next question comes down to get, how are you coping in the current COVID crisis? Yeah, look, I think um, the, the, the current crisis has been challenging for everybody. I think a um, couple, of, couple of things there, small business um, across the board has probably been hit the, the most. So that's not just us, but that's our clients. Um, so I would say we've probably, most of our project work um, over the next 12 months has either been paused or I would say maybe indefinitely um, stopped because a lot of the, the businesses that we were going to be collaborating with or working with may not have businesses at the end of, um, of, of, of this pandemic. Um, so that's challenging. Um, I think um, apart from that, I found it really interesting how we have, um, both from where we come from in the UK and also in Australia, politically we have conservative governments that are enacting socialist um, principles. So that, that's been a very um, interesting experience that I wouldn't have thought would have happened in my lifetime. It is incredible, isn't it? So we both uh, obviously yeah, keep an eye on what's happening over the pond in our own uh, former home of, of the UK and uh, was uh, ruminating with a, a colleague that, um, you know, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister, and we wish him a speedy recovery, of course, for, yep. um, from his current situation, but managed to deliver Jeremy Corbyn's agenda in about two weeks, actually. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah. A very, it's really, really strange times, unprecedented times. And, and yeah, you're right, um, small and medium enterprises are those they make up the bulk of the creative industry sector anyway but they also rely on as you've just said uh, other um, small and medium enterprises quite often to give them um, um, that work um, you just describe at the moment your your sort of typical day now that you're in a sort of mm. um, sort of limbo land uh, what's the office like now well um, the office is very quiet I mean I think um, businesses like ours and obviously, you know, colleagues such as yourselves and people, the university, we're all relatively well set up to work remotely. Like that's one of the strengths I'd say of like our type of business. Mm. The, the challenge is, is that um, a lot of our clients or a lot of our service providers, they're, they're not set up. So we, we can pretty much work business as usual within, um, within reason remotely. Um, so I guess, I mean, at the moment, I've got an 18-month-old son. So my, uh, me and Sarah, who's also my wife and business partner, along with Mike Preston, um, we're tag-teaming. So we're doing eight-hour days alternate. So I'll do the morning shift with Jude, and she'll come in and crack on with some work, and then we'll kind of do a bit of a tag-team. So that's been different. And um, we look, you know, being basically no daycare at the moment. But I think, you know, we're relatively in a good position. I've got a lot of friends that are in the circus performing arts space, um, artists themselves. And, um, you know, the whole system at the moment has forgotten those, those individuals and those sole traders. And I think as a, as a business, we're actually relatively privileged that, um, you know, we've obviously had a hard time. And my main focus is in keeping our 12 team members together, which we're 
absolutely resolute on doing throughout yeah. this. But I think those sole traders, the performing arts, um, the creative industries in that side of the field, it's, it's really in a tough, tough time. And I find that quite ironic because if, if you look at um, everyone at home at the moment, I'm sure their Netflix um, and everything has been going through the roof. So, you know, in times of crisis, everyone needs um, the, the creative industries, but um, for whatever reason, they're not part of the um, stimulus packages at the moment. So what sort of support are you able to get from central government? Um, so at the moment, I think the, the biggest thing to understand or for businesses like ours to understand is that there's a lot of um, discussions that have happened and a lot of promises that have been made, but nothing's gone through, gone through Parliament. Um, so I believe the stimulus packages that have been announced for businesses um, in terms of the JobKeeper um, component that's in Parliament at the moment as we're doing this chat um, but because of those announcements and the delay be between it being announced and when it's made legal and started to you know physically be enacted and there's a number of months delay so if we started this process in March we're probably going to be receiving some form of funding N not sure what that looks like at the moment in May so what I think practically that means for businesses is you are essentially um, saying you need to survive and exist for a two to three month period. And I, th I think what's, what's kind of missed with that concept is that a lot of businesses in Australia and around the world, they don't have two to three months worth of, of cash supplies or, or surplus there just to keep going business as usual, which is why we've had this massive wave of unemployment or people being standing down. Because a lot of businesses, I think there's two ways you can tackle this. You can be resolute and maintain your staff, and that, that's the approach we've taken. Or you can stand down and project your cash reserves for the future. And I, I don't think there's a right or a wrong. I just think they're two different approaches. Um, but it's had a huge impact in terms of unemployment. And I think, um, so, that, so there's a job keeper, which we're hoping will come in. That should provide us with maybe uh, 40 to 50% of our wage bill, which will enable us to keep employing people. And then there's the what, what was deemed as a cash um, uh, payment to businesses, but it, it's not actually a cash payment. What it is is a, a tax credit that sits on your ATO portal. So essentially, um, it's encouraging you to continue to submit your BAS, submit your uh, pay-as-you-go wages, all those things, but you, you, you have a subsidy for a period of time. So, and, and all that, um, you know, you're clearly well across this, uh, Luke. That sounds complex as well. What about those folk who are you know, not perhaps as um, across this as you might be? Yeah, well, look, we've, we're very lucky. We've got a great support team. Um, we, we, our accountants, PKF in town, Chad, there has been fantastic at kind of keeping us updated on a daily basis. And, um, but it's not easy to figure out. And um, I think there, there's a lot of challenges with it. I mean, the JobKeeper, if I'm looking at it with my, so I'm, I'm very grateful for it and it coming in. But if I look at it in my cynical head, um, it was announced after mass unemployment within Australia. So you, you've got a system which was set up, which is essentially going to pay a business based on their wage bill. But if they've already um, stood people down, they don't have a wage bill, so they won't receive the subsidy. Yeah. So I, I think the, the, the best advice we've been given is to maintain as much normality as we can with our wage bill, um, whatever's possible, because then that will increase the subsidy that you do provide, that you are provided. 
but I think um, the ATO, to their credit, are doing a, a lot of good things. Like you can physically speak to them on the phone, talk to them mm -hmm. about, um, you know, all these different stuff. So it, it's been, they've obviously been pivoting, trying to figure this out really quickly. And um, the resources have been good. But it, I think it's more the uncertainty. I think in a week or so's time, we might know uh, exactly when payments are going to be made. Yeah, good. That probably can't come soon enough for most uh, businesses. But what, what, there's a... Look, there's a really good, strong network of, uh, of created businesses like yours across Newcastle and the wider Hunter region. Have you found uh, that you've been com comparing notes with each other? Are you supporting each other at all in this kind of? Yeah, look, we—that's a good question. We we do. We have good relationships with most agencies locally. Um, a lot of the people in my equivalent position, we we've we've talked and chatted. Um, people have had different approaches to this um, in terms of how they're going to challenge it. And again, there's no, there's no rule book um, yeah. for this situation. So everyone's doing their best. Um, but I think, um, you know, we're at a real interesting crossroads with the creative industry. I don't think it's going to really resemble itself after this in terms of um, how it has been operating. I think, probably more so psychologically people's opinions of it because I think it has been perceived as quite a glamorous profession and quite a, um, a cool thing to get into. And I think um, these, this type of incident, I think is probably going to, um, yeah, reduce, you know, th th that um, desire to go into this industry. Yeah. It's an, it's an, it's, it is an industry, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. Industry like any others, and and as much as we uh, recognise the importance of the kind of cultural contribution that, that we make, uh, unfortunately, and this is not to sound disparaging at all, whether you're a musician, uh, a designer, or a performer, in, in some way that that kind of dollar exchange means that you're making a product, and uh, and it's it's an important product to those of us who are involved mm. in it. But but we are an industry, we are a business, and we are uh, subject to the kind of um, the ways of the market in that sense and the market forces that uh, um, revolve around it. But I guess what will be interesting for all of us socially moving beyond this crisis is to work out whether we're, you know, whether we ought to be still living in a kind of free mm. market economy or whether there's a values driven economy that's even slightly better, but that's all, that's a yeah. whole other series, I guess. <laughs> no, and, and you're right. And I think, you know, I mean, we, we share very similar viewpoints on that. I think if one good thing can come out of this, um, you know, the pandemic and everything that's going on, um, it is probably more um, care from a government level and a financial level down to the individual. And I, I, I read an article the other day around Spain considering or in the process of actually implementing a living wage past COVID-19. So I, I really do hope that these things do take, take effect because I think, um, yeah, the, the challenge if we just look at it from the creative industry is everyone wants to um, have access to what the creative industries provide. I mean, everyone interacts with it on a daily basis, like we talked about with a simple thing as Netflix or whatever it might be. But very rarely do people appreciate or want to to pay for that in exchange. So I, I hope there is an acknowledgement or understanding and that something does come in, and particularly for those sole traders and those performers that are right now are probably doing it far tougher than me and you um, in that capacity. Yeah, well, thanks, Luke. Thanks for joining me on this uh, brief conversation and I think the uh, the, 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 the uh, information and the advice you've given about how you're um, managing it from your perspective within your company I think 
you know, others who may not be considering taking up uh, one or two of those benefits probably ought to look seriously at doing that. Uh, and and, and uh, you're right, I think we'll, the new normal will be whatever the new normal is post COVID-19. But, um, but there will be a, a creative and a cultural sector, but like every other sector, across mm. the economy, it's probably going to look different. But thanks for your time. Uh, That's right. My pleasure. Your wife and family and look after yourselves and look after each other. And, uh, and I hope we'll speak again soon. Yep. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Bye.